Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Live from Quail Hollow, the site of the 2023 Wells Fargo Championship, it is Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us for the next three hours. Big thanks to Jeff, passing on the baton to both of us. It's chilly, but it's still a nice day as long as you stay in the sun. I just don't want to be complaining like Fiddy all day today because... I'm in the sun. I'm getting a little bit hotter, and so that's allowing me to move around a little bit. Usually, you're the one standing up. You should have asked with the Royals before you came. I, I should have, but I don't drink that, and that's why. <laughs> you know, my my soft self is out here complaining about the cold, but also not having brown liquor in my system. But we're still going to have fun. Wesley Walker, once again, you can text us any thoughts, any comments you got on the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Fiddy's out here with us too. You heard Jeff talk about how you just heard Fiddy say some weird stuff about how he didn't like VJ Singh because he was a Tiger Woods fan and just, okay, I got weird hate for Ernie Els too. I didn't know. <laughs> you learn something new about Fiddy every single day. Yeah. Are you excited to see some of these golfers and are you going to be hanging out after the show? Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome. How are you doing today? You good? <laughs> Wes, if he asked me that one more time, we're fighting on the golf course, Bob Barker and Adam Sandler style. That's what we're doing. This guy has asked me if I'm okay the last, I don't know, probably every seven minutes. And so what I'll do is I'll just work on the rundown. And that's why I'm not talking. I'm doing research. I'm trying to get all these bullet points together. And Fiddy is just sitting there. Hey, you okay? Hey, everything all right? Hey, you good? I'm like, Fiddy, goodness gracious. I'm just trying to work on the rundown to try to put a show together. Yeah. And then Wes is sitting here putting some ideas in there as well. And then Fiddy, I did see he put one idea in the rundown today. <laughs> and then he was getting mad when we were filling out the NBA playoff section. And then the thing I led off with was, I don't know, one of the greatest player rivalries we've seen with LeBron, with Steph Curry. Right. Lakers getting a win in a close game last night. I thought that would lead off. Fiddy, th- Fiddy. Josh Fiddy Marlowe, our beloved producer, decided, no, 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 this is what I'm going to contribute. I'm going to move your bullet point down. Yeah. I'm going to put my potential rant about the Knicks and my excitement in their game against Miami. Yeah. That's going to be the, the lead story for the NBA playoffs. almost went down. It, exactly, exactly. But he And he was saying this, too. He got out of his phone. He said, oh, no, no, no. Not LeBron. Not Steph Curry. <laughs> Let's talk Knicks and Heat right. in the first story of the NBA the, playoffs. That's the big deal everybody's uh, thinking about right now outside of New York. Uh, <laughs> so you got your wish. We will get Playoff Fitty in just a moment. He did text me last night. He said that Playoff Fitty might be making a comeback. NBA Fitty might be making a comeback. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also talk about oh, 704. You're rude. He said, hey, is Walker okay? Do not text those questions <laughs> in. No more. No, I'm fine. I'm Vaseline. I'm fine. I'm, I'm Vaselined up out here. See, this I is got my jacket. I put the Vaseline on. No, I'm so, Gucci. So you're the offensive lineman that goes sleeveless but puts on the Vaseline. Yes. I'm the defensive lineman to show you how tough I am, and I don't put it but on. But you're hurting. But I complain the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going over to the bench. I'm sitting on the heat warmers yeah. or on the warmer, whatever, um, warming benches, I and, guess, and, and then get some you get oxygen. And or hit the ground, you Yelp gently to, uh, you know, ow, let you know your pain. You're like, mm. Oh no, that's all right. Yeah. That, um, I did not know the Vaseline secret, by the way. I didn't and either. So, I just learned it last year. So, so Kevin Donnelly, 
former Panther offensive lineman, he would say, look, I'll tell you this. There is a little secret a lot of people don't know about offensive linemen, about defensive linemen. When they go out there in the cold, they go sleeveless, they try to act tough, and they are. Let's, yeah. not, let's not get it too twisted. They are. I don't want any smoke with you linemen out there, including my co-host. <laughs> but there is a little secret that dwindles it down just a little bit. You load up on the Vaseline with the arms, and then you go out there. And Trent Williams is the only lineman that still wears sleeves that you will say nothing to uh, about him wearing the sleeves. Uh, Trent, yes. Yeah, oh, Trent yeah. Williams He's, wears the long sleeves in the cold weather. He doesn't care. No. You're not going to say anything about it. No, you're not, or else he'll throw you down. <laughs> Who did he throw down in the playoffs? I Who mean, was it? So he was, many people. <laughs> yes. so many. He treats NFL linemen like children. Yes, he does. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Wells Fargo Championship. Yeah, it's yeah. the Pro-Am going on today, so trying to go on a celebrity watch. I know Roy Williams is over here, Coach. David Tepper. You also have Mac Brown and those three playing together Both my out guys here. Out here, man. Even though they're Tar Heels, man. I know. Uh, they, I bet if they see me, they'll come over here. Okay. Well, that would be great. Hopefully, they walk by the putting green, which is where we are, and hopefully, they <laughs> see you, and then they'll want to hop on the mic. Yeah, and man. then Fitty will also be really excited to see the goat that he keeps referring Roy Williams to as. I'm going to try to get out of the wind too. I'm sorry if the wind is causing some noise. All right, Shroppy, he's back at the studios helping us out today. The Planet Kia Studios, which we appreciate. Go ahead and open up the doors for us so we can get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! All right, that's the question I wanted to lead off with. If you could pick two other people, any other people, to go play here in the Pro-Am if you were so much a celebrity, which, you know, maybe you are. I know you've called yourself a celebrity before, Wes Bryant. icon. <laughs> you have called yourself. Just like R-Truth. It's R-Truth and it's Wes Bryant in the same yeah, tier. Yeah, Flair, a few others. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, of course, all yeah. of you guys are in the same tier. Yeah. If you could pick a couple of other people to go golf in the Pro-Am with, who would those other two people be for you? Oh, man, I could pick anybody. Uh, I guess I'd go with uh, Steph and Dale. They're two good golfers, and they probably oh, that, helped me get a win. That's good. Yeah. Uh, would, would you go? You wouldn't have Mac, Fitty. You would have Roy. Right. He would be there for you. Is there somebody else that you would pick to kick Mac Brown and David Tepper out of the group? Do they got to be from the Carolinas, or can no. I go? Okay. You so can you pick yeah. anybody you want. Is well, it Jalen Brunson right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is off the wall. Maybe it's not. I think I'd love to golf with Charles Barkley. Oh, that's a great oh, yeah, answer. That would be. No, that's it. That's, that Honestly, it might make me change my answer. <laughs> because I had Roy Williams, and I also was going to go with, uh, well, Charles Barkley is great, but I had Roy Williams, and J.R. Smith was going to be my other mm, one. Because, that's a good oh, choice. Yeah, yeah, so J.R. Smith, plus... I want people that are it's, – it's it's weird, right? If, if we're going to bet on it, then I don't want anybody that's really good. But if we're not betting on it, then I want somebody good so we can move a little faster and I don't have to wait for anyone because I am not going to be as good as Roy, who is golfing a lot in retirement, and I'm not going to be as good as J.R. Smith, who is playing for NCANT. And also, it was funny to hear Mike Greenberg when J.R. Smith actually made that change and started playing golf for NCANT. Mike yeah. Greenberg's like, look, we used to play at the same golf club. JR's real. Like, let's not get it twisted. J.R. Smith is the real deal, so this is not just something he's trying to pick up. And then, of course, he would go on to have the success that he is with the Aggies. So, J.R., Charles Barkley, those are some good answers. You know what I want to see, though? I want to see Mac Brown come over here. 
and see if uh, a certain somebody keeps the same energy. Not well, that, not that he's gonna bark see, on him, but I the, just wanna. I, I can't wait to see the niceties that he would display. The to niceties. Him. Is that even a word? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. The niceties. Hey, Mac, how you way. doing, man? Well, look, what's going on with the team? And you usually will get on Fitty for this or anybody, <laughs> but I honestly don't want him going that. No, way. I don't want the smoke. <laughs> I don't want the smoke. Like, let's but please be is, careful. He's going to be for. so overly nice, so that's going to be the the problem. Well, he's going to ask him about the team and compliment him. Uh huh. I yeah. mean. Matt Brown is a nice guy, too. I love And so Matt. you got to match that energy to some degree. <laughs> Even though I've shared those same exact takes Fiddy has, stop complaining about the schedule. You're right. I have had those same takes. I don't know if I've said it the exact way that Josh <laughs> has before, though. <laughs> That's been a little bit different. We're getting some text in. The Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. 704 said, always a group of four, bro. SMH. Man, I'm just going with the Pro-Am category that is Roy, David Tepper, and Mac Brown. Oh. That's what I was going so with. So they're together? All three of them are, yeah. That's oh. what that's what the whole spirit of the question is okay. about. Yeah, and you say I don't listen. I'm just No, no, no. I, was saying, <laughs> I didn't know that those three were together. No, I'm telling you. Yes, they are. Uh, 336 said, what would it cost to get someone to slap Roy? Oh, that's dirty. Man. Nobody. N- nothing. No, you can't. You slap him. No, right you there. can't do that. Even Wes, who does not like Carolina, would have but something Roy to say to you. Man. Jay Reds, he said, I would pick Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Oh, we got to nice. See, we got to see those guys go against it. Peyton would be good. Yeah. Peyton would be fun. Fiddy gave us a stank face. That's why I was trying Peyton to defend that. Peyton and Eli tour. together would be good. Yeah. That would be amazing. I'd go with Ric Flair and R-Truth as my second team. <laughs> that would be that would be a lot of fun. You're not wrong. And I know you're just going with the wrestling category. Yeah. But that would be an excellent two to pick to go golf yeah. with. Yeah. If, if, if we have to golf in a foursome, Roy, Charles Barkley, late submission, mm-hmm. give me Pat McAfee. Pat oh, McAfee yeah. is another great one. But you don't like Pat, I thought. Oh, no. I, I've turned on him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, was it because he sang Rocky Top? That, yeah, that was that was the beginning. And, I mean, he gave Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers the pedestal that he forced his way out of Green Bay uh-huh. and stuff like that. So yeah. That yeah. would be a lot of fun because you'd, you'd get a lot of screaming. A lot of drinking and a lot of betting going on with those three. So we it'd have, be a lot of fun. We yeah. have some Aaron Rodgers mentions in here. I know now, Fiddy, you might choose your new favorite QB, which has done a complete 180. 704 said John Daly. <laughs> Goat answer. John Daly and Charles Barkley, that I think is the only answer you go with. As much as I would like Roy Williams, as much as I would like some of the other people we've mentioned, I think Charles and John Daly would have to be the two that you choose. 704, Michael Jordan and Bill Murray. We'll just bring it all the way back to Space Jam. Oh, wow. Bring in Larry Bird, too, if he wants to yeah. come back. Yeah. And then we could see Bugs Bunny magnify that golf ball right into the hole so we can get some hole-in-ones. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Get so, why is Aaron Rodgers getting so much play on the Garage Door Guru text line? Mm. I don't get that. Well, that would be like your the, least uh, favorite. Pro-Am in the, um, was, was it last year? You I thought there were Curry in them? Yeah. In that big program that they have that, on TV? That makes sense. I think that would be right. So I don't know why people are picking them like that. You can text us, 704-570-9610. We'll be keeping you up to date, everything going on, not only today, not only tomorrow, but Friday as well. We are here 
almost all week. We are here a lot of the time. The consecutive days, three in a row out here. It's the most I've ever done to remote. Yeah, he won the title. Okay, there you go. That's why people are choosing Aaron Rodgers, maybe, and maybe they're just Packers fans as well. We'll keep you up to date on everything going on here in the Pro-Am. Also tomorrow during the first round, some of the tee times that we've got for you. Really awesome field that we've got out here at Quail Hollow today. Stay tuned. We will keep you up to date on everything happening with the Carolina Panthers in a post-NFL draft world as well. So keep it right here. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Walker live from Quail Hollow 2023 Wells Fargo Championship almost underway we have the Pro-Am going on today a lot of celebrities out here and then tomorrow everybody will tee off really very early got some 7 a.m. tee times even before that so if you want to come out here enjoy the Wells Fargo Championship you can do so the next few days you can even come out today and see this pro-am already seeing some golfers I thought I recognized someone from a distance it, it looked like I don't know it looked like Justin Thomas but I didn't want to be sure I don't know I'm not sure but I know he's here the PGA champion when it was held here in 2017 so you can come out here as well and see some of the golfers in attendance because the field is absolutely fantastic let's go back to the garage door guru text line at 704-570-9610 big shout to Shroppy taking care of things back at the Planet Kia Studios we were asking what two players you would like to hit the golf course with the most it could be anybody Wolfpack James said let's make things awkward I'll go with Charles Barkley I'll go with Michael Jordan. Okay. Because those two do not <laughs> talk anymore. He wants to smoke. <laughs> he does. That's a great look. I didn't think about it that way. Just pin two people together that don't like each other, that would be a good idea. But then it could uh, make them reconcile. Yeah, maybe it could. And then Wolfpack James would be responsible for bringing right. back two basketball legends of our time. 704 said Matt Rule, so he can cuss him out the whole time. <laughs> that's not proper golf etiquette. No, it ain't. That's some Happy Gilmore golf etiquette. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Well, the uh, sun's starting to warm us up. A it is. Bit. It, it is. And look, if hopefully it'll stay out here. I know it was supposed to warm up. I know Logo704 said somebody go get Walker a Radio 1 jacket. Tip to you because we got to get the logo out here as well. So, yes, because Jeff, he would have a cow if I did anything else other than represent Radio 1 or WFNZ. Also, we do have a question in here from Matt in Greensboro, something we have not talked about yet here, Wes. Bank of America is not renewing their stadium naming rights. Mm. So what sponsor do we want the new stadium uh, what kind of name, based off of a sponsor, would we want for Bank of America, at least as it is right now? And just to give you a little more info on this, they're not renewing the stadium naming rights. A 20-year, $140 million deal that ends in 2024. So the bank isn't going to be there. Is that? Does that hit the same as some of these other stadium changes? You know how we'll get some legendary arenas that have to change because of naming rights whatever the staples center it's always going to be staples center to me yeah but it's not anymore you know what i'm saying Do you, are you going to have Crip is a nice change but bank of america in my opinion calling it the bank i think i just recently started referring to it as that from time to time but yeah. i always would call it by its full name i would go bank of america and i'm usually an abbreviated type of guy 
But the Bank of America, I never called it the bank. I said, yeah, they're playing down at Bank of America or the Panthers have a home game at Bank of America. I like that better. Yeah, I, well, and the thing for me, I don't know if I have a huge problem with them changing. It's not going to hit too different because I also remember when it was Erickson. And so it's not like I got so crazy used to it. I, yes, it's been, Bank of America. it's been Bank of America for a long time. I'm not trying to say I always refer Did to it. Did anybody in your family have Erickson phones? I don't think so. The, the the oldest phone I can remember, I remember I would take one of my relatives' phones and play Snake on it. Do you remember the Nokia? Just that, yes. that, that Nokia phone? I would play Snake on that. That's what I remember. So a couple people writing in what they want to rename it. Bojangles, going to be a hot name. And then we could call it the Big Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> what about Wesson Walker Stadium? Let's and do it. Just be... How about this? You come up with the money, you donate your paychecks, right. and then I'll hop on okay. afterwards once we know it'll, it'll be it'll called happen. the Firehouse. It'll be, I, that's pretty good. If we could find a way, that's what we could call it. Joe Gibbs Jr., he wrote in, got a golf with Mike Tyson and John Jones. Goodness gracious. I don't know. Oh, okay. Nobody's going to interrupt their game and do something <laughs> no. that's not ethical. Let me tell you that much. No, you, I am not stepping. Get the hell beat out. I am not stepping on the line when John Jones is trying to line up his putt. I'm going to be stepping over. I'm going to be stepping very far away. If you had to pick one to to have a confrontation with, though, which one would you choose out of the two? I saw Mike Tyson punch Allen out in the hangover. I don't want that business. But then John Jones, though. Look, there's no right answer here. Honestly, I'd probably pick Mike. I'd probably pick John Jones out of the two because I saw Mike Tyson training, and that punch is still lethal. There's no no right answer. I'm dying either way. (laughs) (laughs) What way do I want to die? Do I want to get killed by a boxer? Well, just confrontation, a good maiming. You know what I'm saying? Him put you in a nice uh, submission hold or something. See, that's what I'm saying. He could choke me out. And then just, you know, but Mike Tyson's going to hit me with something that I'm going to get pain and I probably won't wake up from for a couple of days. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any of that. I'm yeah. just going to be straight up honest with you, Wes. I don't want any of that <laughs> happening to me, whether it be Mike Tyson or whether it be John Jones. You can send us more of your stadium name changes if you want to. Also, tell us who you would most like to golf with. Given the spirit of the pro-am taking place at Quail Hollow today, David Tepper, Mac Brown, Roy Williams, all golfing together. I did want to get some Carolina Panthers conversation in. The Panthers, Wes, they were one of the few teams to pick up their 2020 first-round draft pick, fifth-year option. Derek Brown, no-brainer. And you could see now that he is a piece of the foundation going forward for this team. We could not say that same thing just a year ago today when talking about Derrick Brown. We were actually watching him in the preseason as much as any other football player because we wanted to see signs of improvement. Sure. And boy, did he sure do that this past year where everybody, like, if you would have told me Derrick Brown would have his fifth-year option picked up and Chase Young was going to be dropped, that his fifth-year option was not going to be picked yeah, up? Yeah, man. That would have been absolutely bananas, and that's exactly what's happened with a lot of these first-round picks. So Carolina does a real flip. He's got to be the biggest improvement story from what we thought of him going into last year to where he ended the season. Yeah, he was, and and so this was a guy that I thought when they drafted him, I wasn't sure because interior defensive lineman, man, it's a risky proposition. And so uh, we talked yesterday, and I was uh, speaking about the prospect and their, their motor when we were talking about 
about DJ Johnson, and I said, you know, if, if a guy plays with that, that's half the battle. And that's the thing you worry about when you draft these big guys because they've always been the biggest, they've always been the strongest, and so they haven't had to work as hard as the as the little guys, so to speak. And so with Derrick Brown, you felt like you were getting some of that the first few seasons. He gets the bag, you know what I'm saying? And you're not getting that dominance that you saw in college that made him a top 10 pick. But then last year, all of a sudden, he wakes up and starting to click, and then carnage happened. And you're talking about a guy that ranked 7th on PFF defensive grade for interior defensive linemen, put himself in elite company. When you talk about the guys like the DeForest Buckners and Quentin Williams and Aaron Donalds of the world, so he enters himself not necessarily on the tier of some of those guys, but just as far as analytically he did. So, yeah, he did a lot for himself, and this is a guy that the Panthers certainly have to feel comfortable about when you hit on a top 10 pick and he becomes a cornerstone franchise player. I mean, you look at his pass rush grade here, Wes. That was the thing that you wanted to hit on when you draft him in the first round, right? As we see the modern age of the NFL, we see Derrick Brown as more of a dominant athletic run stuffer, but still run stuffer all the same coming yes. out of Auburn. Sure. And it was always, okay, the maximum you can hit and get your value with the seventh overall selection is if he hits some type of ceiling that Fletcher Cox might hit. Similar build, similar get off on the line of scrimmage, and they can rush the passer, but it's not necessarily what they do best coming out of college, and that's why I was a fan of Isaiah Simmons. I mean, that was a huge debate going on during that draft time. I wanted Isaiah Simmons. It seemed like Simmons got off to a slow start, played better. He did. But they also didn't pick up his fifth-year option in Arizona because it's still a little bit inconsistent play from him. And that is the an all-time combine warrior, too, coming out of Clemson. And that's what really shot him up. And honestly, it's what got me to very much so liking him potentially in a Panther uniform. But everything's flipped, right? Derek Brown has such the improvement. The pass rush grade, it goes up, according to PFF, by six points this past season, still being an important run stuffer as well on that defensive line. And having him next to Brian Burns, now you have a couple of pieces set for the future in an important role, right? Like, you're talking about premier positions, somebody that can get after the quarterback with interior pass rush, which I still think is king. As much as an outside edge rusher because of their frequency to get to the QB, that matters a lot. But quarterbacks, you hear them say all the time, the number one thing I don't want to deal with is interior pass rush. If you step up to the point where I can't step up into the pocket and I got to roll out, you cut the field in half, you can't throw across your shoulder, and so everything is, is all the way done now at that point. Like Put it you in your lap. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that Derek Brown, hopefully he can even improve just a little bit more in that aspect while keeping the run-stuffing ability, man, I, I think this guy has Pro Bowl potential, and, and we, we saw the first signs of that last year on some consistent basis. Yeah, that's the next step for him is going to that Pro Bowl all-pro level. You talk about the interior pass rush that he provides, and then you hope that he can go to the next step this season, and he's such a young player that you know that there's more meat on the bone, so to speak. He's a young guy. Uh, he hasn't even gotten to his second contract yet, so this is a player that's still the best is yet to come. And so with Ezra Evero in there and what he's able to do with defenses and getting the best out of his players and player development, you can't see anything other then Derek Brown taking that next step as a player. So it, it's hard to see that kind of improvement coming. It, it, it's hard to make that kind of prediction. If I were to give you one player to choose and say, okay, that player this year could have the type of improvement Derek Brown did last year, 
Who is a player that comes to mind for you when you look at this Panthers roster? Uh, it's easily Jeremy Chen. Easily. Because you look at that guy, what he did his first year when he was uh, one of the top rookies in the NFL and looked like the sky was the limit as far as his potential. Now Israel Evero coming in and the play, and you've been hearing it from Coach. You've been hearing it from, uh, and I'm talking about, you've been hearing it from Coach Reich. You've been hearing it from Evero that they plan to deploy this guy all over the field and let him just wreak havoc because that's his natural role with whether it be a, a nickel cornerback or a smaller linebacker or something like that. So I think that now they're going to really unlock his potential. So he's the guy that I could see taking that big jump next season. Yeah, I, I think that's a big jump from a higher standpoint than the player I had in mind. Terrace Marshall is one that comes to mind. You, you're a Terrace Marshall guy? I like Terrace Marshall, and I understand that he has to step up. I just believe in the ability that he has. Yeah. It's all about him staying healthy. If he can't stay healthy, then this is someone that you might move on from after this year is over with. But one thing going into this year, after we saw the preseason, when we were trying to cut the players down to a 53-man, I always thought it was overstated, the possibility that Terrace Marshall got cut. That would have made no sense to me. I was saying it at the time last year. And I do think he really stepped up this season once Sam Darnold stepped into the starting QB role. DJ Moore started to eat as the number one receiver. Clearly that got a lot better. But Terrace was the downfield threat. And he was somebody that really helped them once they were looking to attack downfield as much as possible. Terrace was that guy. I And plus, he was actually ranking with a lot of the receivers towards the top of the league when you were talking about yards per reception, his ability to stretch the field, which really helped a team that also was looking to establish a run identity, right? Like, if this is a team where you're going to stack the box because you know the offensive line is good, you're trying to bring on a number one overall pick, granted, but still a rookie QB along somewhat slowly, get him into a rhythm, you're going to lean on Miles Sanders, who you gave a big contract to at the running back spot. I believe the biggest running back contract handed out this offseason. So clearly that's going to be a big part of their team. Can Terrace be a guy, along with a DJ Chark, hopefully he stays healthy too, can both of those guys be players that can help stretch the field and make you just think twice about coming up on those play actions and stacking the box? Sure, and I mean with Terrace Marshall, that's the thing with him, it's just that you feel like everybody's time is accelerated at that position now because of the success that guys are having now. These kids, as I've talked about over and over again, are coming up now, they're being trained and immersed in route trees and, and, and responsibilities and reading defenses from a younger age. So you see the quarterbacks come in, they're more ready. You see the receivers coming in, they're more ready. So that's why with Terrace Marshall, you're kind of like, man, you should be showing up a little bit more than what you have by now. He did start to make some catches towards the end of the season, but still the play was a bit inconsistent. And I know the quarterback play was inconsistent, but now he's got a guy in Bryce Young that's going to come in and be able to deal the football all over the yard. Not to mention Andy Dalton is a backup. So I think this year is the put-up-a-shut-up year for him uh, and his fans. And, you know, especially for you, you're going to have to, uh, you know, put up a shut up because uh, <laughs> for, for me with Terrace, you mean, because I like him. Yeah, no, nah, because yeah, because I'm just saying that just messing. But uh, this is going to be the year for him that he finally will have stable quarterback play. So now we can see what he can do. Well, no. And, and with Terrace, I absolutely could be wrong. This is not someone that I'm pounding oh, sure, the table. Sure. Hey, you are wrong about Terrace. Yeah. I am not <laughs> that steadfast in believing it. Like there's a lot for him to do. But yes, if you're to ask me one way or the other, is this someone that you think? the investment is worthwhile I do I do think that this is somebody that has that type of ability and I actually put some stock in him playing very well in training camp 
playing well in preseason his rookie year, right? Like, that's something we forget. His rookie season, and I think he led the league in, in preseason total yards when he was playing there. It's just he got hurt. It, it's all about staying healthy. Sure. That's what it is with Terrace Marshall, and hopefully he can do that. Now, the last one, as we're starting to go with some of these first-round picks, okay? We talked about Derek Brown, him having that improvement. A couple of other guys that are going to be interesting to see their improvement this year. J.C. Horn, who also has that same task, staying healthy for an entire year or not missing more than two games and being effective in the games that he might be rehabbing from that injury when he is out there on the football field. But also I'm interested in Iki Kwanu's improvement, Wes, a left tackle that I thought was absolutely the worthwhile pick when you had your pick of the three offensive linemen that had been mocked to Carolina so many different times, right? Evan Neal, Charles Cross, Iki Kwanu. It was the perfect scenario in that NFL draft where all of them were available. You could pick whatever prototype you wanted, and they went with the nastier tape. They went with the guy that was a better run blocker than all of them instead of the body in Evan Neal, that was probably the best, and the guy that was most experienced in pass pro because Charles Cross comes from a Mike Leach system. They said, okay, great, we're going to go with Icky. And I think Icky was probably the best out of all three. It's between him and Cross. Evan Neal had a down year. But Icky Aquanu is someone that I really like going forward. What kind of improvement do you expect to see from him? I think he will improve a lot. I know last year a lot of things with him you would see in mistakes and games was technique-wise, sometimes getting a little high or sometimes letting a guy cross his face. And so that's going to be a thing in this offense that he can clean up. He was a rookie. Things were speeding up for him out there. And as I said, sometimes when he would get to the point of attack on his blocks in space. Sometimes the feet didn't always catch up to the body. He wasn't able to line a guy up. But those are things that as the game slows down for him, you know how slow mm-hmm. my voice down. So as, it slow, <laughs> so as it slows down for him, man, he'll get better in those areas. I think uh, the athleticism is there. The tenacity, the work ethic is there. He's going to have his buddy Chandler Savala with him as well. But I think a lot will be in store for Icky in year two and I think he's going to continue to get better and better. How much stock do you put in those two having played together already? Uh, I mean, not much because Zavala's going to have a learning curve as well coming to the NFL, so it's not like you're going to automatically plug and play. Now, what will help him is the fact that an offensive lineman, man, the offensive linemen rooms are one of the best rooms in the building. When you talk about the camaraderie, there's hardly any egos yeah. with offensive linemen. They're going to joke. You're going to get ragged on. So I say that to say that a rookie coming in there, he's going to be taken under somebody's wing. Somebody's going to help him. But as far as just his boy, uh, Iggy, already there, you know, he can probably get a little extra out of him, and there will be that comfort level there. But you know, Icky will just mainly be able to school him just like any other veteran would, just telling him the ropes of the NFL, what it's like, and, and some of the differences. And maybe he'll be able to relate some of the things at NC State to what they're doing now and say, hey, this is going to be different than this. This is going to be different from that. Well, and, and just assuming that Savala might go on that left side, right? Because Brady Christensen's over there. Maybe he steps in for Austin Corbett on the right side, or maybe Zavala just goes opposite of Icky, and maybe he goes and helps him yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, so we'll I just see think exactly he's so happens. athletic, man. I think 
think that left side might be natural for him. It, it would be nice. And I think the a lot of people would... play on the left side like I did. Yeah, I knew. I was about to say, yeah. that means you played on the left yeah. side. Huh? Athletic. <laughs> That's the athletic West Bryant on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We got a lot of good texts. I want to get to some of them before we head to break. Uh, 971 said, keep in mind, Icky played against some of the top defensive ends last year. That counts for something. So, yeah, yeah there was a lot of talented edge rushers, especially early. I mean, how about your debut going against Miles Garrett? Okay. Right. Like, you could are. I know Out you're going to say box. Nick Bosa. I know you're going to say Nick Bosa. <laughs> if you wanted to say Miles Garrett, I don't think I would have a huge argument with you. No, I he's just cream of the crop. I, I mean, there's no question. Clearly, it's tier one. And so, yeah, there you go. Day one, that's going to be tough to handle. Bagel guy wrote in. He said, Wes's point about TMJ is why I hated the Mingo pick. Not many people have hated the Mingo wow. pick. Bagel guy said, would rather have gone with a young defensive starter, let TMJ work with Bryce, and take the wide receiver number one job. And so he's high on Terrace Marshall with okay. that kind of ability, and maybe that's why you don't take Jonathan Mingo When he said there. TMJ, I thought he was talking about Thug Motivation, the Jeezy album. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I used to listen to that all oh, yeah, the time yeah. in high school. All we were talking about, layup, talking about layup line anthems. Yeah. Yes, 100% yeah. we had that role in as well. Um, going back to some of the nominees and what you would rename Bank of America Stadium with Bank of America not renewing their contract for naming rights of that building. 704 said, Krispy Kreme Stadium, nicknamed the Sweet Glaze. Wow. Play- <laughs> that would be pretty good. I would like it. Oh, we've got some uh, we've got some P1s writing in. Andy wrote in, how about Cars for Kids Complex? Ah. <laughs> what about Family Dollar? Yeah, there you go. Hey, Travis Crawford Stadium. That would be good. Okay. Thank you, Andy. Yes, thank you for those. John the Beer Man wrote in Chick-fil-A Stadium. No games on Sunday, though, so you got to play on Saturday. Yeah, this the is whole, true. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a good And you're not going to get Chick-fil-A at the stadium ever <laughs> on a Sunday yeah, game. That, that would be odd. <laughs> if you had Chick-fil-A Stadium and then you did not – you did not have Chick-fil-A available to you when you did go there on game day. 704-570-9610. Feel free to keep texting in the Garage Door Guru text line. we got a lot of good ones. Y'all are on your game today, so we appreciate that. Hopefully we are as well. Trying to block out the wind, but we are live outside at Quail Hollow. Wells Fargo Championship 2023 underway tomorrow, but the Pro-Am is going on right now, so we're having a lot of fun. We'll talk a little bit more golf on the other side of the break, plus more Carolina Panther discussion still to come. Joel Embiid winning the MVP. Was that the right decision? LeBron James, Steph Curry still have a lot to get to. Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You are back. This is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 FM. And I am back in black today. I got the black polo on the WFNZ polo in full effect. So I guess the song is apropos, okay? Yeah, I've got the light blue, but I'll tell you what. I absolutely have my radio. Yeah, that's light blue. That's navy. My bad, navy. That looks black to me. It's it's black, Walker. No, it's navy. Yeah, I think you're colorblind. I know. This happens to me all the time, though. I swear. I thought it was navy. Yeah, man. This is black. It's black. There's a lot of colorblind people in the world. That's all right. I remember when my brother said he found out his favorite green shirt wasn't green. (laughs) And this kind of hits home for me. Hold on. I'm sorry. Can we? Is this black? Everybody's pointing to me and saying that this. 
All right. right. I don't, well, because we have different shirts on. Yeah. So, but, oh, no, Fiddy has This was a moment in all right. time. I'm right sorry. Well, listen, hit us up. You can tell us I think what you think blind. about all Walker being colorblind. <laughs> We're out here live from the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow Club. I got it right that time because on the story, I did not get it right once again. <laughs> uh, trying to figure that out. You can check us out talking about that on social. We're bringing you all the behind the scenes. So, of real quickly, us. is this Dasani logo blue on my water? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can check out all the stuff from me and Fitty riding on the shuttle over here to us uh, walking around at the course, getting into shenanigans. We're going to have more of that coming on the WFNZ Instagram, the WFNZ Twitter, and the Weston Walker Twitter. You can check out all of that. And I'll personal Twitters. Now, we are here at the Wells Fargo Championship, as I said, and so we talked to Jason Sobel, golf analyst, yesterday, and he talked about Quail Hollow being a top quality course, but then he also, he and I, I asked him about this being one of the more difficult courses on the tour, and he said that's why they've had so many championship events here, because he said this tour will test all of the skills in your bag as a golfer. So, Walker, uh, you being the golf aficionado out here, and me being a putt-putt fame and uh, <laughs> Concord Mills mini-golf fame and all that. Right. What do you think about this? Well, look, the windmill on hole five is going to be interesting to see how they're going to be able to get through that. And I plus, love some good mini-golf, man. Right. And then the giraffe where you have to putt between its legs. <laughs> and that's the kind of courses I like the most. Yeah, I mean, look, for, for that to be on the final 18, that adds a whole other different yes. level of pressure. Frankie's is the best golf, mini-golf in <laughs> Charlotte and surrounding I'm going to be areas. going to the beach again in a couple of weeks. I'm ready to get down with that. But oh, yeah. I think the comment I wanted to talk about, and really, I don't know if it took me aback, but it, it did maybe maybe kind of make me think a little bit more about just how impressive Quail Hollow is, mm. is Jason Sobel's recent article. We got to talk to him about it yesterday, too, but I wanted to discuss it a little further. Jason said the first time he covered the PGA Tour event here at Quail Hollow, he remarked to a colleague just how impressive it was in person. And then that colleague said, if Clifford Roberts and Bobby Jones had looked a few hours further north, this could have turned into what Augusta National has become. I mean, that's that's really impressive. And wow. then you talk about if, if, if golf minds think that highly of Quail Hollow, if this is... One of the favorite places, if not the favorite place, of Rory McIlroy, who we all know is one of the best golfers and is the most outspoken. You talk about him, right, Rory McIlroy, which we'd love to see him win a Masters or and another major. But with Rory, if if he thinks this highly of this place, Justin Thomas, you know, he wins the 2017 PGA Championship. I just it, it kind of took me back. Say, okay. Maybe we should appreciate this a little bit more. And I know a lot of people do out there, if you are the real golf aficionado. It's just interesting because I've never heard it compared to that. And Jason said, look, we don't, have to, uh, we don't have to be you know, speaking in any kind of hyperbole. It's clearly not Augusta. Okay, that is legendary. We're not going to be talking about this place like we do Pebble Beach, maybe even Beth Page Black, whatever. But Quail Hollow is an impressive venue. It's an impressive course. And to come out here and... Watch how hard it is, the difficult play for these players out here on the field, but also just see how beautiful it is. I think it does, you know, it, it's as inviting a golf course could be for a, a casual fan as you could possibly get that's just in your own backyard. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you come out here, the greens are so lush. I made the comment to you when we were walking up uh, about just how great the green looks out here. And so that's the thing that's going to be interesting because they said this is uh, one of the younger fields that they've had out here and so it's going to really take a lot from these guys especially with the wind now and the elements that you see it being a little right. bit cooler this wind blowing so 
guys are going to have to be ready for this because it's not going to be a really hot uh, week coming up for this tournament. It's not right now, that's for sure. Um, I did have one question for you, though, because people okay. are writing in just about coming in um, and watching the events, watching the rounds. That will start the first one, obviously, starting this Thursday, tomorrow. They will be teeing off very early in the morning. If you were a spectator, you were out here, mm -hmm. and maybe you will be out here a little bit later on. I don't know. What's the spectator strategy? I want to get your take on this, too, Fiddy. So if you're going to go watch somebody, are you camping out at a green, catching everybody just at that one hole, but catching everybody that walks on through and plays whatever group, or are you trying to follow a couple of different groups throughout the day while also missing some of the other players here in the field? What's your strategy, Wes? Um, I know, like, if you had a big star here, like a Tiger, which there are plenty of big stars here, but, like, I remember when he was here, he have would you ever have seen the, the group? Yes, he would have the... I don't even know what they call it. Oh, it's insane. It would look like something the gallery, biblical. Yeah. The gallery, uh, yeah. Walking with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, a player like that, I would probably follow him. But I guess I would maybe want to sit towards some of the holes that are going to determine the winner. I want to sit in somewhere in the back nine, I would say. Okay. In some of those last couple of holes. I want to sit at the critical ones. Fiddy, what are you doing if you are going to be a spectator? What's the strategy? I, I think I'm going to follow a golfer or two that I really enjoy. Like when I came out here in 2017, I went to a practice round, and I watched uh, Jordan Spieth for about – Nine, ten, eleven holes. So and you just walked with the gallery. I did, okay. and and that was a lot of fun because I feel like it'd be a lot of fun to watch them as they go through their round, whether they're playing good, bad, indifferent. But then leave about the thirteenth, fourteenth hole and get to the eighteenth green to see the drama that would unfold there at eighteen. Now you might not be leaving early enough. The eighteenth green will be packed. I'll tell you the wrong thing to do. It's exactly what I did in 2017 when the PGA <laughs> Championship was in town, and the people I was here with they wanted to bounce around. So we wouldn't even follow a gallery for a couple of different holes. We went all the we went, okay, we saw that tee shot, cool, let's go to this hole, let's see that tee shot from this group. Just too much walking. Just way too much walking. Don't do what I did. Either follow a group if you got somebody that you like in particular, or you can get early to the 18th or the 17th, whatever, and then try to camp there as much as possible. But here, they usually have the stands. And so you don't have to, like, camp out and bring your chair or anything like that. You can sit in the stands. So is there a particular player out here that you would follow in this field? You can give a couple of guys that maybe you would follow around. Uh, Rory is one that I'd love to see. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, getting to see Rory would be very cool. I'd love to see what he could do here once again. Again, we know what he can do. Ricky Fowler always has a pretty big group following him. And so Ricky Fowler being here, Jason Sobel talked about him being a long shot odd. Maybe you could go um, and maybe you could, uh, if you wanted to bet in your office pool, follow Ricky. But those would be some guys. Uh, Justin Top, I just want to see the top names. I'm like anybody else. I want to go out. I want to see the top names here. I want to see the best perform at their best here at Quail Hollow. So I'd follow those. I'm following uh, Webb Simpson, Queen City and okay. Wake Forest Demon Deke. You is know he there I'm with saying? you in R-Truth? Uh, yes, he is. Okay. PGA wow. golfer. Yes, he, he is considered a Queen City icon. Yeah, because because he has won a major, so he is a That's major champion. Yes. Okay, so all right. So major champion and our truth and Wes Bryant right there the same group that's like right it. man listen <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's who I will follow but we're going to be talking about more golf later on in the show but coming up man NIL the bill is about to be or it's up for debate as far as is it going to pass in legislation I think that we are on the verge the of, NIL bill is of what getting you're it. yes okay yes so we're going to be talking about that next because the high school recruiting wars yes folks that is a real thing it's about to be up a lot is about to be up we're going to talk about that wet
Next, this is the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Is this cloth black?